Hello, I'm Daniel Davis, and you are listening to the Gospel Project for Adults weekly leader training podcast. This week, we are on Unit 26, Session 4, titled The Interceding Priest, and this session is focused on the doctrine of Christ as priest. We've been looking at Jesus' road to the cross from a priestly lens in this unit. A priest is one who stands in the gap between God and man, bringing man's sins to the forgiving God and God's forgiveness to needy man. In Jesus, we find the perfect priest. We have seen how his priesthood came to pass. He was anointed at Bethany by Mary. He initiated a new covenant with God's people through the Lord's Supper. He was betrayed and given over to become the sacrifice for sins. In Jesus, we have not merely a priest, but the ultimate priest. He is the fulfillment and completion of the office, being the perfect mediator between God and man, as we will see from the book of Hebrews. He is truly God and truly man, and he never sinned. Jesus fulfills the office of priest, interceding on behalf of sinners and becoming the sacrifice necessary to purify them of their sin. In point one, we see that Jesus is the permanent priest. Levitical priests were associated with the law of Moses and were descendants from the tribe of Levi. The descendants of Aaron's family in particular were the priests responsible for making the sacrifices on behalf of the people for their sins. But the process of sacrificing for others always began with sacrifices first on behalf of the priests because they too were sinners. This meant that they were subject to the consequence of death for sin. While God was patient and gracious toward his priests and people by prescribing and accepting the sacrifices of animals in the place of his people, every priest still died. On account of their sin, they could not fully mediate the gap between the holy God and his sinful people. The death of each priest made way for another priest to take his place. But the continuing string of deaths revealed the incompleteness of the priestly ministry under the law of Moses. Jesus, on the other hand, is perfect and sinless. He experienced death, but not because he deserved it for sin. Rather, he was the perfect sacrifice in the place of sinners, so that our redemption and salvation might be secured forever. Jesus' resurrection never to die again was his vindication, the proof of his holy life laid down to save sinners. And because he will never die again, Jesus' priesthood will never end. He mediates perfectly between God and man and will never stop interceding on behalf of his people. Though we fall into sin again and again and again, through our relationship with Jesus, through repentance and faith, we always have an advocate with the Father who pleads his sacrifice as the atonement for our sins. Jesus' priestly ministry on our behalf is eternal and permanent, and this should have implications for how we worship and relate to our holy and gracious God. In point two, we see that Jesus is the perfect priest. In this point, we are looking at Hebrews 7 verses 26 through 28, which follows the passage we looked at in point one. There are some similarities in theme between these two passages, but in this one we will be focusing on Jesus' qualification as perfect or sinless. Because Jesus is perfect, he is our permanent priest. There is an object lesson for this point introduced on leader page 108. 
you may find this two-rag visual helpful for illustrating to your group the importance of Jesus' perfection as our great high priest. Regarding Jesus' perfection and sinlessness, the author of Hebrews described the kind of high priest we need, and no human being could ever fit the bill except Jesus. He alone is holy, innocent, undefiled, separated from sinners, and exalted above the heavens. Jesus alone can dwell in perfect peace in the presence of God and remain undefiled while in the presence of sinful humanity. On account of his moral perfection, Jesus didn't have to sacrifice an animal to atone for his own sins before making sacrifices on behalf of sinners. Rather, Jesus was able to lay down his own life for our purification from sin. Jesus is the perfect Son of God whose ministry superseded that of the Levitical priests. They were weak on account of their sin. They were subject to temptation and succumbed to its lures. And they were justly deserving of the consequence of death for sin, just as we all are. They were like us, needing a Savior from sin just as we do. But Jesus is strong. He faced temptation and endured. He never gave up and never surrendered. Rather, Jesus stayed true to the law and mission of his Father. He never wavered, and so he was able to take death not as a rightful punishment, but as a willing sacrifice. Jesus, the perfect priest, died for our sins so we might be able to enter God's holy presence with the same peace exhibited in Jesus. In point three, we see that Jesus is the purifying priest. For this point, we move ahead a couple of chapters, but again, we have overlapping themes. We've seen that Jesus is a permanent priest because he is a perfect priest. And because he is a permanent and perfect priest, he is able to purify us from all sin. In context, the passage for this point follows a passage that talks about the first covenant, or the old covenant. This was tied to the Mosaic law, along with the tabernacle and animal sacrifices. But Jesus came to inaugurate a new covenant, tied to the greater and more perfect tabernacle in heaven and the perfect sacrifice of Jesus once for all. By his perfect sacrifice, Jesus obtained eternal redemption for all who repent and believe in him. The author of Hebrews sets up a distinction between the two covenants and their respective sacrifices by using a literary tool called from the lesser to the greater. The animal sacrifices of the old covenant were, by God's grace, acceptable in God's sight to sanctify worshipers for the purification of the flesh. This was an animal death in the place of a human death, so the human sinner could be considered clean. But that cleansing could only go skin deep, because no animal can fully take the place of a human being made in the image of God. But if God prescribed animal sacrifices for the purification of the flesh, then how much more effective would the perfect sacrifice of His Son be for our purification? In Jesus, we have a sacrifice who is like us in every way, yet without sin, so He could fully take our place. And the effect of His sacrifice reaches deeper than our flesh to our consciences, to our hearts, our will. Jesus' atoning sacrifice for sinners changes us from the inside out so that we can have the desire and the ability to serve the living God who sent the Son to show us His great unfathomable love. The conclusion of this point sets up very nicely our considerations for application 
with the head, heart, and hands breakdown on leader page 112. I hope you will make the time to walk your group through at least one of these response points, so the teachings of this session will do more than just go in one ear and out the other. In the Old Testament, God established a priesthood among his people. The priest's role was to intercede on behalf of the people and perform regular animal sacrifices to purify their sins. This was part of God's good law and served a significant function in the life of ancient Israel. Yet Jesus is the perfect priest, the fulfillment of the priestly ministry that was officiated by the descendants of Levi. Jesus is the high priest who interceded on behalf of the people by laying down his life to be the once for all sacrifice for sin. Because Jesus interceded on our behalf before the Father, we believers should seek to intercede on the behalf of others for their salvation as we tell them how they can be forgiven of their sins through Christ. Thanks for listening to this week's leader training for the Gospel Project for Adults. For more resources to help you focus your ministry on the gospel, please visit gospelproject.com.